2016. Yeah, it's been a hot second. Uh, I don't think Northwestern Miller... has made it more recently than Indiana. Gross. Yeah, I know, man. Uh, Moorhead State has made it more recently than Indiana. How much head? Moorhead. This is uh, shaping up to be true March Madness. I'm really excited. I know. It's just another manic March Madness. It's kind of it's kind of nice that it like the way that it's set up like three weekends in a row like the first one obviously being the most chaotic. I just really like like there's not a postseason that's condensed in that nice of a format where it's that three week window and you go from basically sixty eight teams on that Thursday just shit show Lollapalooza. It's like everyone is playing all the time. We're wall-to-wall yeah. basketball for the, the like, 13 hours on that Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, like those four days, especially those first two days, just absolute pandemonium insanity. Um, and, and it really is, like, you can have a moment and just, like, completely get, like, UMBC, like, no one remembers what happens to them in, in the next game, but you're just capable of making – like a lifelong substantial no, moment in just one game. It doesn't even matter that Virginia went on to win the next year. Everybody remembers yeah. the Maryland Baltimore County team. Go retrievers. Sco. Uh, Sco retrievers. <laughs> uh, because they were beat the one seed or Lehigh beating Duke, which by the way, we were, we're dialing up one of those this year. Oh yeah. Number two for Duke. Okay, we're go- we're going with a fifty, like Duke specifically. Yeah. Okay. It's only right to to send off uh, Coach Shashevsky into uh, a wonderful retirement. I figured they let him just handpick wherever he wherever he wants to play. Was that report about him wanting to play his regional in Chicago? Was that like a real story? I don't think so. Okay. I don't see why that would be advantageous to his team. Well, he's like, oh, that's where I'm from, so that's where I want to like coach some of my last games. Doesn't really seem like a Chicago guy. We're gonna, I think I'm. We're gonna he's disavow. A Chicago guy, though. We're gonna disavow as a Chicago guy, right? He's I, a he's an East Coaster elite. Well, yeah, he's a research triangle type North Carolina elite now, but I think he was born less than a mile from where I am right now. Oh wow, gross. Yeah, I know. That's why I have his haircut. I'm going to start dyeing my hair jet black. That is this has got to be the most hate watched Duke team of all time. This year's this year's Duke team. Oh, but the Grayson Allen years were uh, those were bad. The JJ Reddick ones were really bad. Yeah, where they were like making fun of his sister and stuff. We might have to we do a little bit of research and find like the power ranked most hateable Duke teams of all times. I mean, there's like they eat 30 for 30 made a documentary about it. They about it, didn't they? I thought it was just Christian Leitner specifically. Yeah. Yeah. But then there was like five more Christian Leitners. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the, all the different iterations of Christian Leitner himself. <laughs> well, like that was in our era. So like, I wonder if kids like the high school kid, I don't know. Kids don't really give, seem to give a shit about anything, but like, I hated J.J. Redick when I was in high school, and I wonder if like these kids will hate um, Grayson Allen the way that we hated J.J. Redick, and now he's like, oh, he's cool. He's a podcaster. 
Oh, he's Christian Lader, you mean the cool tattoos. guy from the documentary? <laughs> oh, Grayson Allen, the guy who broke Alex Caruso's arm. He's still <laughs> being a great A piece of shit. Great A piece of shit hasn't changed at all. Uh, no, because they keep letting him get away with it. He looks enormous in, in the Bucks jersey, though. I feel like he's gotten taller since college. He was like a little, like, snaky piece of shit back guard and now he's like this like long lanky like i don't know if it's like the dark green of the bucks that just makes you look like like larger and chubbier and longer and slower those ones that had like the little blue lives matter stripe on it give you <laughs> an extra inch you know what i'm talking about yeah there's nothing like a white guy in a cream city with the blue piping on the side mm. <laughs> nice, nice creamy biceps grayson <laughs> allen Speaking of creamy biceps, welcome to a Midworst podcast. We've got our two buffest little boys here today. My name is Toilet. And my name is Luke. They That was a, an insult to the people of Wisconsin that they made just like a, a beige-colored jersey. That's everyone's favorite color in Wisconsin. Their favorite color food is the beiges, browns, browns and beiges. In the summer, I guess it contrasts with the sunburn because everybody turns red instead of yeah. just like pink. pale. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we should also mention it. It's just a two man weave tonight. Zach is writing some important legislation down in Florida this week. So <laughs> I think he's still on his oh, way no. back. Oh, no. He has he's been spending a lot of time in Florida. He has a very important meeting with the CEO of Disney. <laughs> Uh, no, we love you, Zach. We hope you're listening. We know you're not. So happy uh, tax month, even though he said it, he's busy all the time now. But I still feel like from now until April 15th, there's got to be a blitzkrieg in his in his field. Well, I assume that his whatever business he's working for is filing its taxes right now. Yeah. Or at least they're preparing to file an extension. So I assume that's a uh, big time. Uh, money moves for an in counts in-house accounting firm filing its own taxes wow now talk about deductions (laughs) talk about cash flows baby all my Uh, cash is flowing out because i put a down payment on a condo and apparently that's really expensive yeah you're doing 20 percent. you're making big dick energy moves i am well i wasn't intending to Okay. But apparently, if you put in an offer over listing, you have to show cash between the list price and what you put your offer at. Oh, is that right? I didn't know that. Yeah, it depends on how the house is appraised. So things got a little tight there for Luke uh, right there at the end. (laughs) Uh, Very tight. But, you know, it'll all work out. It'll be fine. You got plenty of liquid. Plenty of liquid. I've got plenty of liquid. I've got 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 sparkling water. You got a future on the Chicago Bulls at 20 to 1 to win the Eastern Conference. I wish. <laughs> I have a future on Arsenal to finish top four and Liverpool to be the highest goal scoring team. Those are my longer how, term sort of investments. You might have to tell me how likely those are to hit because I don't know anything about the EPL. I have not checked the PL table in a while. Um, We're checking the table. Live update of the table, everyone. Liverpool is, in fact, the top-scoring team in the Premier League. They've scored three more goals than Manchester City with a game in hand. We've got Hmm. ten matches to go. Okay. Um, And Arsenal is sitting in fourth 
with three matches in hand. Um, so that's all looking pretty good to me, pal. Okay, we like to hear that. They're one point ahead of Man United, but with three matches in hand. Ooh, who Not needs sure March Madness when you yeah, got the exactly. table heating up? The table, the table is hot. Speaking of hot table and hot stove, we're gonna have spring baseball. Everyone, no one, no one needs to panic. Everyone can come down from their roofs. Uh, there, the people were lining the streets. Getting what if this happened in the NFL? What if they like legitimately had a CBA in the NFL and they like had canceled week one? Like, I don't think people do, would care. Really? Yeah. You don't think like dudes with no life would be like in lawn chairs at at local establishments like not ones that make sense like their own park district or like in arby's just (laughs) rioting one man riot um i think it would be worse if college football players decided to strike oh really why do you think that um i think people feel more entitled to college players playing and then Hmm. playing for free as opposed to NFL players. I feel Hmm. like if the NFL, like the NFL could probably like go on lockout and miss two regular season games. Really? And it'd be fine. And people would be fine. Hmm. I might riot. Didn't that happen recently? Am I making that up? I don't know if there was a labor shortened season in our lifetime. That happened in the NBA for sure. When the bulls were good, which was annoying. Uh, there was definitely one. Some a coworker was talking today about the last time a, a longer lockout happened in baseball was in '94 when the White Sox were supposed to be good that year again. So seems yeah, like they, it only they didn't happens have a World when... Series that year. They did. No, they didn't. Oh wow, that's weird. Yeah. Um, yeah, it only happens when it's going to screw over a Chicago team. So with our luck, the the Bears will get good. I think it's every five years is mm-hmm. the labor negotiation. So the NFL just did it last season because that's why we had a 17 game season so by the time we're good again we'll get locked out perfect perfect timing just as justin's getting prepared for his six thousand yard passing season yep It'll breaking all, all the records yep um all right where do you want to start this week buddy well um this is a little bit behind because it's been a while but um i would like to issue an apology oh no or really not to we- me not to you, Good. I think. But I think we all owe an apology as a society um, to a very obese bear that we talked about on a previous oh, episode. Henry, uh, Hank the Tank. Shout out. Um, because as it turns out, he's not a tank. He is a tank. Okay, good. But DNA evidence shows that Hank the Tank. Is 100% that bitch. bitch. Uh, (laughs) Hank the Tank did not work alone. He was working with Lizzo. Uh, No, but he didn't work alone. (laughs) Not a fat joke. Just a a song joke, everyone. Yes. Um, Turns out Hank the Tank wasn't on a one bear crime spree. He had accomplices. And thanks to DNA evidence clearing his name, Hank won't be killed or moved to a sanctuary. Was that on the table? Yes. Killing him was on the table? Killing Hank was definitely on the table. Well, you get a 500-pound black bear barging into people's houses? 
It's castle doctrine, baby. We're standing our ground no matter what state we're in. <laughs> this is happening in California, right? Yeah. Is this Hank's the- family? Like, is it a family of XLL bears? Um, earlier, officials with the California Department of Fish and Wildlife said that the 500-pound bear was the culprit in more than a dozen home break-ins around South Lake Tahoe, California, adding that he was responsible for 152 reports of conflict behavior. On Thursday, however, uh, on Thursday, however, they said Hank was the only one responsible for the crimes. According to the Department of Fish and Wildlife, DNA samples show that at least two other bears had broken into area homes. Wow. Identifying bears simply by their visible physical characteristics can lead to misidentifying bears and therefore confusing management efforts, officials said in a statement. The genetic information gleaned from our effort in South Lake Tahoe will assist the California Department of Fish and Wildlife by expanding its database of bear genetics and hopefully preventing future misidentification of bears. So we got a database of bear DNA somewhere. I wonder how long the backlog for like DNA sampling in California murders is. Just yeah, a like, random unrelated question. Like I would say a hundred years. I feel like it's that way in every single state. Yeah. Where it's not like law and order where they're getting it back in a week. It's like it goes to a lab and sits there for, I don't know, a solid presidential administration. Oh, I thought you meant like how, like, do they have DNA samples from like a hundred years ago still on file in case someone does a crime and they have got DNA evidence? You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I'm talking specifically just like what's the turnaround? They're testing backlog. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. CSI, you know, it's the next day basically in real life, in real times, I assume. Hmm. If you get in a year, you're lucky. I was going to say, yeah, a year. That makes sense. There's like one guy at one desk who's like at the fax comes through and then he like walks back to the stacks of spit vials and he's just like looking around for it. Like by hand is my my. And then he accidentally spills all of them on the ground. Yeah. Oh, geez. <laughs> like all oh, this label I think was on this one. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, no. All the DNA. Oh, I it's on my shoes. <laughs> well, shout out to Hank and maybe his family members or just his boys or whoever he he was working with. Um, they seem like a very well, well coordinated bear. Maybe we should send these guys on a jet plane out to uh, out to Europe, see if they can help out. Well, on Wednesday, the department posted a message to residents on Facebook urging them to stop calling the department about the bear. It's time to talk. Please stop calling South Lake Tahoe police to give your opinions about Hank, the department wrote. The South Lake Tahoe Police Department does not have a say in where Hank lands. Our local wildlife agencies are working together to find the best option for Hank. Uh, The Bear League, our favorite local nonprofit that aims to protect bears, um, expressed its relief of Hank not being euthanized on Facebook. Hank no longer has a death sentence hanging over him, and he is no longer going to have his freedom taken away from him by sending to his sanctuary, the nonprofit said in a post. It's about freedom. The bear has used its immense size and strength to break through front doors and garage doors over roughly seven months. 
but he's really broken into the hearts of all Americans. That's what I'm saying, man. I mean, obviously, if that was happening at my house, it would be really scary. <laughs> and uh, I, I would probably have a different opinion. But obviously, from afar, it's just such a hilarious story. All I can do is is my takeaways. I'm, I'm rooting for Hank. I think him and him and his boys are, are thriving, not only surviving in this post-pandemic world, and we need to learn everything we can from them. Well, I mean, I'm sure you heard that part of the reason why they think he was able to get so big and heavy was because he was breaking into wine cellars and just drinking all the wine. Dude, I learned that a bottle of wine is like 700 calories, and it blew my goddamn mind. Yeah. That's, that's crazy high. I thought it was like grapes and a little bit of sugar. I didn't realize it was like 700 cals. It's about 120 calories per glass. So yeah, that, that tracks, give or take, 600 to 700 calories. So no free ads, but we were talking about some some brands of very uh, fit and active wine uh, labels that you can purchase if you're a little bit worried about your physique. So there are some, you know, for all of our thick bears out there, uh, you, there are some options for you in case you still want to hit the hard but they're stuff. all like low alcohol content. Are they really? Yeah. Lame. They're they're like three or four percent. It's mm. like drinking beer, but uh, in wine form. You're not getting quite as drunk. Is there a beer coming out or a some kind of alcoholic beverage coming out that is a true zero calorie, zero carb alcoholic beverage? Is uh, that, that would a real be thing? Impossible. I know that Budweiser has a fifty calorie beer that's coming out. Okay. Zero carb. I'm not quite zero sure how carb. that works because alcohol in and of itself is a carbohydrate because it's sugar. Okay. Um, so not really sure how that works, but mm. I mean, I'll try it. It's probably going to be gross, I will drink but I'll it. try it. Obvi. Um, okay. I would like to move us to, um, let's see here. Um, it's been a while, but I think both of us have been playing the new uh, Legends Arceus Pokemon game. Is this something that you've been spending a decent amount of free time doing? Uh, I was playing it just now before we started recording this podcast. As Hell yeah, fact. brother. So um, for those of you living under a rock who are not playing Pokemon Legends Arceus, um, basically it's an open world Pokemon game uh, capitalizing on the... Uh, you know, the nostalgia of the early to mid 90s of uh, the pocket monster. Um, Don't sell it short, man. It's like the number one highest grossing IP in the world still. OK, I'm glad we're giving Pokemon its respect because I obviously love Pokemon and the gameplay has never been better. I love what they decided to do with a lot of the mechanics. It's not a perfect game, but it's been super fun to play so far. The graphics, so, I would say, are on the level of perhaps a PlayStation 2. Yeah, they are They are not amazing, but I think it adds to the anime style, so it really doesn't bother me too much, but I would agree with you that the graphics package could certainly be an improvement. And I'm sure when they do do that, it's going to be super realistic, do -do. and I don't know if I'm going to like it. Do -do. Um, but I brought up this point to say, so this came out at the end of January, and on the Friday that it came out, I was just scrolling through social media because I kind of wanted to see like what it was look like, what were people's reactions, um, were people enjoying it. Yeah. And when I just did a simple Twitter search for Pokemon, 
every third post was an incredibly graphically sexual Pokemon post. I don't know how else to put it. Like uh, my sexual pokey posts. My sexual pokey posts. Just like the the <laughs> caption would say, "How is everyone enjoying the new Pokemon game?" And then it's just a large buxom woman, basically nude, with like the game over her her delicate bits. Oh wait, I I I thought you were taking this in a different direction. I thought it was gonna be like. I don't know, like a like a Zapdos hanging hanging ten inches or something like that. <laughs> I didn't see any like overtly like I didn't see that much in like the male form, but I did see a lot of like like here's my version of like Venusaur, but if it had like tits. Uh yeah, I mean why not? Like, no, not why not. Why did people do this? Like, this is a wholesome game that is about overcoming challenges, the power of <laughs> love and friendship, <laughs> being the very best like no one ever was. And why are people trying to, like, force titties into my face? It's like one of the only wholesome things that I do in my entire life. And I feel like it was totally taken over by these sexual demons adding pornographic images to something that was otherwise a very wholesome experience. Did you see any of this or am I totally in the in I mean I'm, here? it's it's going to be tough when you just search Pokemon into Twitter which is what I assume what you were doing. Yes. <laughs> so that's exactly. going to that's going to yield a, a variety of results from around the internet. Um, and I feel like the Twitter algorithm really likes to bump images. And right now they're not filtering porn from the Twitter feed. Here are the first two images. Here's okay. a, a, a version of a Pokemon with breasts. It's a fan drawing of like someone like a character wearing a costume. Okay. Here's an anime that, woman. That's, that's just an anime woman in yoga pants with a vague, vaguely Pokemon themed. With a large rear end. Um, okay, I'm scrolling for the next one. Here's Pikachu if he was Mario. Uh, that's kind of nice. That's kind of cool. That's, that's, isn't that what you're looking for? Pikachu dressed as Mario. That's what I'm looking for. Okay. This one, it says, love and retweet if I can be your Pokemon. <laughs> it's just. I mean, a, it's very topical. It's a woman in a thong. <laughs> like, what? Like and retweet if I can be your Pokemon. And it's just, oh, and then I just went to her page. Look, here's a butt pick. Butt pick. I mean, we're developing a consistent theme here. Butt pick. Like, why? Why is there so many butts? I don't want to see your butt. I want to see Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, what happens if you search butt? Let's look. <laughs> it's, like, it's all pictures butts. of Pokemon. <laughs> Pokemon butts. But screw the internet. Stop ruining things for everyone else. Stop sexualizing Pokemon. Just don't do it. Yeah. Um, in fact, just never search anything that's popular on Twitter. Especially if it's like an animated series. People will just ruin it for you. 
Um, speaking of things that are very uh, popular in Asian culture, you had a recent karaoke experience. First of all, why weren't you at the karaoke experience? I am sadly was not at the karaoke experience because Toilette was moving out of her home. We are looking to purchase a home together. I'm not sure how much that has been publicized on this podcast with our many, many tens of listeners. Um, so she was moving out that day. So kind of a busy day for toilet and toilet. Uh, we were not able to make it, but it is one of the premier regrets of 2022. Uh, you moving on the karaoke day. Yes. Moving all of her stuff into a storage unit, I take it, while you're Correct. looking for a place? Yeah. She's staying with you right now? She is staying with her uh, parents. in her parents' house, yes. Yeah, while we, yeah. uh, now now I remember I'm putting it all back together. It's all up here. I need. Yeah, to. we haven't asked you to help us move yet. We're trying to save the big guns for the for the full double move in. So TBD on that because I figured I'm going to help you move. You can help me move. I'm hiring movers, buddy. Oh, you are. Yeah. Wow, you're above that, huh? Oh yeah, dude. I'm Damn. not going to make you help me move. I would help you move. I know you would help me move, but we're too old to be moving now. We're in our 30s. Thank God, because I am too old to be moving. Um, Like, maybe one day we'll just do, like, boxes and stuff. Because yeah. I've got, like, a month to move all my stuff. But all the furniture, forget it. Well, let's just move two boxes and then just drink beer in your new house. Yeah, perfect. Okay, sick. <laughs> um. But yeah, karaoke was amazing. Um, I never Chinatown. Really... No, it was up uh, whatever. It's like Westridge, whatever's okay. north of like Albany Park. Oh, it was okay. like north of Bryn Mawr. We were up north, north for me. Okay. Um, I guess like a one big block south of Devon, but it was awesome it was in this korean place so i would say that the proportion of korean songs to songs in english was probably 12 to 1 oh wow um, yeah selection was mighty small so well i mean they had binders full of songs binders full of women and then binders full of songs um and then nice uh what i always forget before karaoke is that before you sing you're supposed to like warm up your voice nah. right like you can warm up your throat because sure. like the second song i sang i was like going to try and hit a note and just like hit a ceiling and it's like nope <laughs> not today pal you're just gonna sound like you're moaning into this microphone like oh <laughs> do you have a couple go-to ah! <laughs> um, yeah say it ain't so by weezer people love oh, to sing along to that one that's a good one yeah you gotta get, get ones where people like to sing along with it yeah so it's not just you yeah exactly that's why i like short skirt long jacket by cake mm. I don't know all the words to that song. Oh my god, yes you do. I, I just know with a short skirt and a long 
long jacket. <laughs> With the smooth liquidation. It's a great song. Cake uh, is an underrated band. They were at Ravinia a couple years ago, and I almost went, but then nobody wanted to go with me. I'm sorry, buddy. It's all good. I don't know how like that tracks with like the Ravinia like picnic kind of vibe. I know. I kind of thought that too. I'm like, it doesn't really seem like a Ravinia. You know, it doesn't seem like a Ravinia band, but I don't know. What do I know? Um. So karaoke was good. Was uh was the alcohol flowing or was it relatively sober experience? Oh no, we were all getting trashed. Okay, nice. The the folks who weren't driving were all um getting loose with it. Um, our dear friend Nicole, shout out to Nicole, ordered two beer towers. Oh, um, sick. Except it was a Korean place, so they just poured soju right in the beer tower. Oh, wow. That's hardcore. Yeah. So we were doing beer and shots all over the place. That's metal, dude. That's, that's, That's crazy. And it was a Korean place, so, you know, like, they were serving the Korean beers, which come in, like, big size. Yeah. The big old clouds. Yeah. They only sell them in 40, 40 ounces. Yeah, dude. I love getting <laughs> those. It's so much fun. It's just like two beers for the price of two beers, but you're like, yes. This beer is huge. I, I don't have this to cloud. Ask. I don't need another beer for like 20 minutes. Exactly. <laughs> That's great. I was bummed I missed it. I think karaoke is like. Something that you do so rarely, and then every time after you do it, like, we should do that more often. But really, like, it's in the sweet spot when you do it, like, once every couple of years. Because it takes a lot of energy to, like, you're kind of singing and dancing, and, like, it's a pretty active night out. So for people in their 30s, it's not like that's something that we can be doing all the time. Yeah. Um, the night before I went to the Hawks game, I went to the um, karaoke place on Saturday and then, like, I was I had to give a presentation first thing Monday morning. Oof. My vocal cords were just shot. Christ. Speaking of uh, the Hawks, I feel like you've been to, like, what, two games in the last two weeks? Yeah. Big Hawks guy now? I'm apparently a big Hawks guy now. Wow. In the worst season in the last, like, decade, you've become well, a huge Hawks guy. Well, here's the thing, Toilet. Here's the thing, buddy, okay? Both times I've been to Hawks games... There have been hat tricks. Mm. Both times they've scored eight goals. That's insane. Yeah. And eight the last, goals. The last game I went to, uh, Patrick Kane had his most total points in a game ever. Goals plus assists. I think you have a good luck charm, dude. I think I'm a good luck charm, and I think the Blackhawks should give me season tickets. Even though I I'm think... not the biggest fan of Rocky Wirtz and what he's doing with the team. But other than that, give me season tickets. Other than that, we'll take some season ticks. I've only been to one Hawks game in my life, and it was very expensive, and we sat very far away, and we sat behind a couple standers. And if you're standing in the third deck, you're just you just don't get it. You're just an asshole. Like what? What are you doing, Chief? Like Um, you're not in the student section in college anymore, man. Like we're all adults. Yeah. Please sit. Yeah. Did you throw exactly? No, I did not throw a beer at them. I didn't have $20 lying around to dump a whole beer on people. Yeah, that's fair. Um, <laughs> but I would like to, like, this is the time that I should go to a Hawks game because it's the time that I can afford it. Because once they're good again, it'll continue to be $200 for third-level tickets. Yeah. Um, when I went 
before karaoke we got you know not like the best seats in the world but in the like front of the upper section for like forty dollars a piece that's pretty good in- yeah including fees so that's pretty good yeah that was like the second second bowl uh the th- top bowl but we were in like Third. the front okay. we were in like the front of the top bowl okay nice sense. i've never been in the front that's pretty sick Wow. Big um, shooter. And then on Tuesday, my seats were in the fourth row. Mm. What? How'd you get those? Uh, I got them through work. Nice. You didn't Business see the video I sent through? No. No, I sent it to the group chat. What? From when? On Tuesday. What? I don't remember that. Yeah, I'll send it to you and Zach. Uh, please do. Sorry, I was uh, I was focused on my I, my lack of faith in humanity when I figured out what my kids' social issue topics were. Dude, that that's so funny. First of all, that quiz is like hilarious. the The topics that are on the table for the twenty twenty four election are so stupid. That's true. We we use the polls tab in there, so it's like people's response to to tolls, and it's a little dated because. One kid said they wanted to write about gay marriage, and I said, "Hey, buddy, um, that's that's been federally legal since 2015." Yeah, that ship has like, sailed, oh. pal. Like, it, like if you wanted to write about a different country, I guess you could do that. But um, no, I think that the government should pay people twenty thousand dollars to get gay married, <laughs> 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 not just subsidize it, but but pay people for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean. This is also how much how much stock you put in the opinions of thirteen year olds who, you know, basically you're you're probably not a real actual person until like what fifth grade. Yeah. When do you be like a personality is starting to is starting to shine through? What well, do you per- think? Personality is a little different, but when you start to like explore ideas outside of like your own like very personal sphere. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like anything that has to do with like politics, for example, probably like sixth, seventh grade, if I had to guess. Yeah. So, you know, these kids it, it, working with eighth graders, like the last three years to them have been COVID. So they've been stuck at home and on the Internet. Gee, I wonder what could go wrong. Um, there's a lot of fucked up shit. <laughs> That's going on. Let's just they're, say that. they're searching for Pokemon on Twitter. The kids are searching for Pokemon on Twitter and they're not seeing any Pokemon, but they're not clicking off the website. Um, anyway, so um, I saw your topic here about the ideal seat at a bar, and I really want to know more about that. What do you think is the ideal seat at a bar? Oh, this is a good question. So this goes back like a couple weeks ago where. I had gone to see Jackass um, and afterwards, you know, it wasn't like late enough where, you know, it was just like, oh, I'll just like head home. And I was like walking distance from my house. So I was like, oh, you know what? I'll stop in at a bar to have a have a brewski before I head home, you know, and I was uh Smooth operating, just uh, walking around by myself. You know what it is, going to a movie by myself, going to a bar by myself. Things are Hell going yeah. 
great for big the, independent Luke for big independent Luke right now. Um, but when I got to the bar, there was like one seat at the bar that was open. It was pretty crowded. Um, but it was like two sort of groups of three that had gone their own separate ways. And they had like one single seat in the middle. And I was like, perfect. But it was in a location where people were huddling around it. No. To order from the bartender. Because it was Not all great. bar service. Not great. However, if you're not in like one of those places, like, and I guess I wasn't really there to like talk to people, but if you're tucked away in a corner, you're just being like a Melvin, you know yeah, what I true. mean? Yeah, that's true. Like you, you seem like a loner and you seem like inherently more like creepy, especially if you're there alone. Yeah. So I think that the ideal bar seat is the one that is equidistant between the two taps so that people aren't going there to meet the bartender but is not in the corner. Okay, I see what you mean. Because if you are there by yourself and you sit directly across from the tap, the bartender is coming back and forth to the tap over and over and over again. You're avoiding a lot of eye contact. No, no, it's not that. It's that... The bartender is spending most of their time around the tap, so that's where people start to gravitate in sure. order to place orders at the bar. Yeah. So you need to be far away from that, but not all the way at the end. Not all the way at the end where it looks like you're isolated. Yes. Yes. But I also I don't want to be by the people ordering because I don't want someone over my shoulder, you know, every all 30 the time. seconds. Right. Yeah. But if you're there for babe patrol. Could be kind of a convenient way. Oh, what are you getting? Oh, oh, I see what you're doing there. Okay. Hey, this one's Knock on their me. drink out of their hand. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You must need another drink. Why don't I get one for you? <laughs> <laughs> Just waiting to spin around in your bar stool and absolutely deck people trying to carry, <laughs> like, glasses of wine back to their table. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, I'm so sorry about that. I didn't... Let me help you. <laughs> Damsel in distress. Oh, that was a top shelf kind of thing? Would you settle for maybe just like a mixed drink? (laughs) (laughs) You know, did you know they have uh, $5 off mules right now? Could I interest you in one of the specials? Um, Exactly. We're calling them Kiev mules from now on, too. Oh, oh, we're doing that? We're doing Freedom Fries again? Mm Mm-hmm. Big time. I heard the guy who invented Stoli... Uh, is from Russia, but then got banished from Russia because he was anti-Putin. So people were like making viral videos, dumping out Stoli. And he's like, no, no, please don't dump it out. <laughs> he's changing the name to like fuck Russia vodka or something like that. Um, that's really interesting because back in the days of the Soviet Union, Stolichnaya was used as like de facto currency because mm. um like there wasn't any trade between the United States and Russia. Okay. So Pepsi used to be a huge importer of um, Stolichnaya, which they would then trade Pepsi for. And that's how they would like get value um, for what they did. And like there was a certain transaction where um, Pepsi in exchange for cases of Pepsi 
was purchasing uh, decommissioned Russian military equipment. So mm. for a little bit there, Pepsi had the eighth largest navy in the world. What? Yeah. That's like when you realize that uh, Pizza Hut was the world's largest consumer of kale to line all of the um, pizza buffets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like this doesn't make any sense until now it's it does. for fancy moms to eat a color first thing in the morning. <laughs> I put it in my smoothie, and then I have a weird brown frothy dump by nine a.m. Dude, kale smoothies are so gross. They're so gross. I used to put them in, and then I just stopped doing it because the color was so off-putting. Um, it's like, what are you really getting out of that that you wouldn't get from a multivitamin, you know? I Did also... You get fiber from doing that? I think fi- a lot of iron. I'd rather just, like, lick metal than eat kale. That's how you get, get iron how you into get your iron system. Iron licking <laughs> metal. <laughs> no, dude, if you're uh, iron deficient, you eat a, like big hunk of red meat or just bite into your arm and suck out some of your own blood true like a, a like an adult it's a that's a self-sustaining ecosystem right there when i get hungry <laughs> i just cut myself and drink my own blood <laughs> duh oh shit um any of my topics you want to hear about this week uh, let's talk about fake plants. I'm kind of interested to hear what you have to say about that. Okay, so uh, my girl Toilette made a huge mistake last year. She just had a recent birthday. Happy birthday, Toilette. I love you very much. I know you don't listen because I don't let you to. To you, Mr. President. Yeah. And um, someone at her at her work is in charge of... He's, she's the birthday planning committee. She's the party planning committee, whatever. So... Uh, Toilette made the mistake last year when she was gifted a fake plant from the office of not correcting the behavior. She was given the opportunity to correct the behavior. The person who got her this gift on behalf of the office said, well, I wasn't sure if you liked plants or if you would prefer a fake plant. So what do you prefer? And Toilette didn't defend real plant corner and she said, oh, well, I prefer real plants, but a fake plant is nice, too, because it looks nice and you don't have to take care of it. I am very anti-fake plant. I think fake plants are the lamest shit that you can... I just like, it's bought the... a fake plant. Did you? Yeah. For where? For my uh, built-in. It doesn't get enough light to sustain life, so I put a fake plant there. So I, I think it's the worst gift of all time. I think if you buy it for yourself for a very specific purpose, because it's going to be like tucked away somewhere, I still don't like it myself, but I get sometimes when you're like, there, there, there's nothing else that's going to make any logical sense here other than a fake plant. Like I get why they exist, but to give someone a fake plant, that is the worst possible gift that you could actually give someone. Can I counter? Go ahead. It's in a similar vein. I think giving somebody artwork is like oh, an yeah. insane move. It, it 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 has I feel like fake plant has less upside. Like artwork has at least a little bit of upside, but yeah. I agree with you. It's in the same vein of like I don't know if you want this or need this, but 
I didn't want it. Here you go. It seems Here's like a something very to much... put in your house. Yeah. From you don't us. have enough things in your house. Look at this and think of me. Your coworker. Your coworkers. <laughs> when you're at home, relaxing. Not thinking about here's work. A, here's a plastic plant that <laughs> your coworkers went to Target and got you. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's the dumbest shit ever. And I, she act, ended up returning it, so I was glad that she did that. Um, what did but, she get with it instead? Wine. Well, she got they got it at Lowe's, so she bought me some primer with it, much akin oh to <laughs> when you got me a belt sander for Christmas. It's like perfect. <laughs> Here we go, fellas. Something practical for the boys. <laughs> oh, boy. A can of primer. Happy birthday. <laughs> oh, she re-gifted the... She transferred that into a gift to you. Exactly. Happy birthday to me as well. Uh, really, really parlayed a fake plant into a primer gift. She is very anti-gift. Maybe this is the larger topic here. She doesn't like gifts she doesn't like her birthday and as a newer boyfriend it's like oh like do you like are you saying that because like no one's ever like gotten you anything good before like what is like obviously you're a girl so like you're not actually saying what you think like there's a hidden secret message there's there's a hidden agenda yeah sometimes it's a decode here um but she truly like doesn't want gifts or attention or anything like we she's like we just need to go to dinner that's all we need to do for my birthday where i'm like let's like let's have like a couple parties like let's have the gang over like (laughs) we'll celebrate all month long it's still like i'll just spend a hundred dollars on amazon it's my birthday i'm not doing the laundry it's my birthday tired of paying for sex on my birthday uh (laughs) shout out jim gaffigan shout out to jim gaffigan um that seems wild to me i don't know i like giving people gifts yeah me too i like receiving gifts yeah um it's it's a lot of fun to do and you know sometimes you give somebody a dud gift that's okay that's why gift receipts were invented exactly oh you didn't like it i don't care go get yourself something you want like it's just like something that you do for somebody to show that you appreciate them Hey, I thought of you. Here's something I thought you might like. And I feel like there's a 50-50 chance you're going to love it or not really care. That's why consumables are always, like, such a good gift. Like food? Like your foods, your candies, your beers, your wines, your Mm -hmm. whiskeys, like Mm -hmm. a cigar. Yes. um, Weed, a little (laughs) of the... Uh, Peruvian marching powder, if you know what I mean. <laughs> just like, just like something that you can have, and it's like you'll enjoy this, and like think of me. It's like, oh, that's very nice. Little high end, uh, high end consumable. Yes, exactly. I like that. You know, you go to the uh, cost plus world market. You get some fancy European style candies. You give it to somebody in their stocking. It's like, oh my gosh, thank you for this Toblerone. You're so welcome. You're welcome for that Toblerone. I was thinking of you and got you a Toblerone. I think those are, like, some of those are easy to re-gift and some of those are very hard to re-gift in case you totally miss the mark. Yeah, like, 
I'm not super inclined to give people clothes. I do a lot of clothes actually. For your family? Yeah, for family. I, I just know a lot of dudes who are bad at shopping for themselves. And I feel like I'm a pretty good shopper and I'm pretty good at finding things on clearance. Um, so like, even if I strike out and I don't get something that they like, cause I don't really see them wear it uh, or they don't really comment on it. I still feel like I like bat a pretty, like a 75% average probably of things that people like. Um, so I've been doing a lot of clothes. Like I like getting a new sweater. Like I love getting a new nice warm sweater in the winter time. So I feel like I give a lot of sweaters, a lot of uh, new uh, slippers fuzzy socks for me being very normal sized like everybody else in my family has like very odd proportions or they're very difficult to size yeah so you're easy to buy clothes for yeah i'm a medium top and a 32 32 bottom and i like it all tight you like it keeps it tight and like like to show off my silhouette by keeping all my clothes tight yeah, you looking good, baby. What's the mileage at? Uh, for this year? Yeah. Um, that's a good question. I think I'm on track for 1,200 miles. Fucking A. This year so far, 247.9. I'm on track to be 1,200 pounds. <laughs> Let's see who can get there first. Dude, if you become 1,200 pounds, honestly, salute. <laughs> my my 1,200-pound podcaster. <laughs> I mean, the 1,000-pound sisters. <laughs> Those girls big. <laughs> Those girls are big, and there's two of them, and they add up to 1,000. Yes, sir. Uh, speaking of, all right, I got to hear the YouTube rabbit hole of the week. What did, what, what, where'd you find yourself at the end of this? Um, so you remember, uh, Mario Kart 64, uh, big time. Okay. You know that I've also been, uh, very much into watching F1, correct? Big time season starts soon. Shout out team Red Bull. Yeah. Alpha Tauri. My, Afatari. My, my boy Pierre Gasly. I know you hate him. Gasly and Bottas? Uh, no. Uh, this year... Well, oh, he's he started last year. It's Yuki Sonoda. Got it. Okay, sorry. Um, but anyway, so a, a childhood love of mine in Mario Kart 64 and uh, F1 came together when I discovered the world of Mario Kart 64 speedrunning. So there is a very active community shaving tenths of a second off of laps that are off of courses that have been done literally millions of times that I'm in the same boat with like Pokemon speed runs. So I totally get where you're at. Um, and there's like all these contingencies. There's just like, what's the fastest lap that you can do without a shortcut? Like if you take these official shortcuts, what can you do? Like, if you, like, glitch it a certain way, how fast you can do it. But, like, the the primo ones where it's, like, all three laps, no shortcuts. Just a delight to behold. People are doing it, like, all the fucking time. And I went all the way down the YouTube rabbit hole because there's, like, 
interesting stories around Rainbow Road and Chaco Mountain and Frappy Snowland and like all these like classic courses that I loved as a kid. That might be exactly what I do when we get off this call, because I think the only thing better than a nostalgic video game from someone's childhood is someone who just totally takes it to the nth degree and is like so obsessed with it that they've made a career out of playing it and mastering it. I don't think that these are career guys necessarily. I think these really? are just guys who work at GameStop where they okay. have like a nine to five and then they like can come home and just not think about it. And they just play Mario Kart 64 for hours. That's wild to me. I feel like if my life was video games, I don't think my my hobby would also be like I don't come like I tutor once a week, but I don't think I would. I I don't even want to do that. Like tutoring after school is like painful. Yeah, you're getting paid for that, so that's not really a hobby. That's true. Yeah, I don't like volunteer and like volunteer at like a children's after school program. Like that's okay. not what I want to do. With Your hobby work. is disc golf, but I think that hell you would, yeah, you would definitely say become like a pro disker if you could. I would for sure become a pro disker if I could. Yeah. I would tour big time. There's one guy out West, Scott Proctor. He's a full-time teacher. So he only plays events that are like near his house. And he's like really good. I'm like, dude, quit teaching, live the dream, brother. Like, this is what we all want. You can come back and be a teacher. It's not like you forget math while you're disking. Like, I guess I'm going to get a sub. I'm out of town this week. I'm going to Jonesboro open. Shout out Waco, Texas. Big tournament down there this weekend. Paul McBeth, five-time world champ. First round of the year. Actually, he played at Memorial last week, but it doesn't really count. It's on the Disc Golf Pro Tour. Shout out to uh, Drew Gibson, who took down 16-year-old Gannon Burr in a four-hole playoff. Gannon Burr? Gannon Burr from Iowa. Dude is 16 years old. 16. And got he a little Tiger a- Woods situation. He went to a four-hole playoff uh, and ended up losing to Drew Gibson, who's a beast right now, dialed in his team infinite, dialed in his putter. He's been absolutely on fire, lights out. But it's like, can you imagine a 16-year-old, like, being in the NBA Finals and, like, playing one-on-one against Kevin Durant and, like, going toe-to-toe with him? It's insane. I think that the closest analog that we have to that would be in like tennis with some of those yeah. like prodigies or Tiger Woods himself. Yeah, exactly. He was like 18 and like winning the Masters. Insane levels of shit. It's cool when these like individual athletes are like able to do it from like such a young age. So Gannon Burr's got a, a bright future ahead of him for sure, but excited to see the coverage on Waco this weekend, big time. I'll definitely fill you guys in next week. Yeah, and uh, Disc Golf Corner. Disc Golf Corner. Uh, F1 starts soon. I'm excited about F1. Got Drive to Survive Season 4 this weekend. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm not a Pierre Gasly guy. Sorry. I guess we're going to have rival teams this year. I'm not sure who I'm rooting for. I did like Buttass. He's so racing for Alfa, Alfa Romeo. Alfa Romero guy. Mm-hmm. Definitely not a team Ferrari. Definitely not. I might be Mercedes. I do really like Daniel Ricardo. Daniel Ricardo is on McLaren. Oh, McLaren. Sorry. <sighs> yeah, not Mercedes. Too boring. It's like rooting Mich- for yeah, the like- Yankees 
and Patriots and uh, yeah, Warriors combined. Oh, you like missionary sex? Cool. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the start of F1. I'm looking forward to the fucking weekend, brother. It is. Let's go. It's been a hell of a week. I'm taking a mental health day on Monday, and I'm not gonna look at my laptop at all. I'm nice. just gonna like disconnect for a while. It's St. Patty's weekend in Chicago. Yep, 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 yep. Um, so Sh- if you want to come drink beer at my house on Saturday, sick. More than welcome. Uh, we are gonna be painting this wall this weekend. <laughs> it's the ceiling. The ceiling and the wall. We're painting both to get my house ready to sell. Um, I'm hoping that we can drink some green beer soon and then also plan the uh, Toilet and Luke annual sit in the outfield and freeze our dick off while also getting sunburnt Cubs game this year in April. Oh, hell yeah. Let's definitely (laughs) do that. Just the weirdest combination of being so goddamn cold but also getting sunburnt and day drunk. (laughs) Just the weirdest feeling. I mean, it's it's the best. (laughs) Windburn. I think we went on Good Friday once. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Played Ding Dong Ditch and uh, didn't go to work that day. And yeah, that was sick. We got yeah, baseball coming back, baby. I mean, I guess like the season is probably going to start on time, right? If anything, they'll just shorten spring training. I think uh, spring training starts Sunday. Opening day was supposed to be March 31st. It's now April 7th. So they did okay, push they it back a week. a week. But they're still playing 182. So a lot of double headers. Have you um, ever gone to a double? Like, do you get a ticket for both games? How does so that work? I, I went to a Sox uh, doubleheader last year. Okay. And uh, who boy, they you get tickets to both if it's like a day day doubleheader. I'm yeah. I, I'm not sure what they're doing for day night doubleheaders now, but yeah, I was at the park for uh, like ten hours. Wow. Felt, or like eight hours. Okay. Is it too I was long? putting it. I was putting in a work day. It was just long enough. Okay. But you are getting drunk. I would drunk. like to do that. Yeah, you're getting you, hammered. You are getting drunk. They yes. don't they <laughs> never stop serving beer. Because it never gets beyond the seventh inning and they just roll straight through intermission. Hell yes. So right up until the end of the second game, they're serving beer. That sounds sick, dude. Let's do that instead. <laughs> Let's do a double double daytime. It sounds rad. Yeah. Uh, and I actually haven't been to a Sox game in a long time. I'd be down to go to that instead of the friendly confines. So I don't really want to spend $200 on the day at the baseball game. Yeah, we can figure it out. I mean, like, it's like pretty much the same journey. It's just which direction you transfer on the red line from my place. Sick. I'll wear, uh, I'll wear some ambiguous, like, Chicago Bulls gear so I don't get teased. I'm, a, I'm just a fan of the Reinsdorf family. Yeah. I'm going to wear an MLB hat. I'm a big I'm a protect the shield guy. I stand with the owners. You just wear like the umpires like shirt and hat. Yeah. I'm a blue myself, actually. I'm celebrating the matter. legacy of Joe West. The oh, he retired, light. right? Yeah. Oh, fuck. See you later, Joe, you piece of shit. I was uh, doing my like weirdest sort of hobby where i was watching an old baseball game and And scoring scoring it it. of course yeah and uh joe west was calling it but Mm. the other three umpires 
on the field all looked like exactly like him. Like nice. same build, same jowls, same wraparound <laughs> sunglasses. Nice. It's the uh, conservative starter pack. They just need the selfie in their own car as their avatar. Oh, yeah, for sure, dude. <laughs> you know that the umpires were standing with the owners. <laughs> oh, God. Joe Close. West is going to like come out of the stands from the cell to kick Tim Anderson out of the game at some <laughs> point this year. <laughs> that chain is too big. You're out of here, son. <laughs> right. Pull exactly. up your pants. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. All right, dude. Well, I'm glad sports are back. This is a great time of year. You got F1 heating up, disc golf, March Madness, playoff basketball, and hockey's right around the corner. You're a big Hawks guy now, so I know you're excited about that. Yeah. Playoff hockey. Hockey. Even though they're not going to be participating in the playoffs. Probably not. Definitely not. (laughs) All right. Call your mother. All right. Later, dude.